walk into this room at your own risk. Because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has refinements. Technological advances and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. It has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. Doomsday Clock Week 73, 6 hours 0 minutes to Doomsday. You know what, babes? You know one of the things that I really miss about the bunker? Which you can get out. You can get out, feel the wind in your hair, ride a quad cycle, you know, just, I suppose, escape a bit, you know? Stuff like that. As I have explained to you before which, despite being transported here you have access to all of the dimensions that intersect with this nexus. If you want to explore other places you are free to do so, however you must return or risk terminal entropic decay. Can you find me a movie, you know, about escaping or, I don't know, having the wind in your hair, something about motorcycles, something fun. Of course if you don't really want to get off your butt I can put another movie on. 1990, The Bronx Warriors. 1982. In a post-apocalyptic New York City, a policeman infiltrates the Bronx, which has become a battleground for several murderous street gangs. In the year 1990, the New York City authorities declared the wasteland known as the South Bronx to be a high-risk area. There would be no further attempt to restore law and order to that notorious borough. The South Bronx had long since been controlled by gangs with such names as the Riders, Scavengers, Ironmen, Tigers, and Sharks. To venture without permission into the territory of a rival power was to risk war. War with no holds barred. War to the death. Only one man had anything to gain from such a war. Only one man could prevent it. Only one man. 1990, the Bronx Warriors.
looks like you hit the nail right on the head there. This is 1982's 1990, The Bronx Warriors. Runtime of 1 hour and 29 minutes. Directed by Enzo G. Castellari. Best known for 1983's Warriors of the Wasteland with Fred Williamson. The follow-up to this movie, Escape from the Bronx, and the Eric Estrada vehicle, 1985's Light Last. Starring Vic Morrow as Hammer, best known for 1983's Twilight Zone, the movie, where he tragically died on set. 1980's Humanoids of the Deep, as covered on the very first episode of the show. And 1976's The Bad News Bears. Christopher Connolly as Hot Dog, best known for 1974's Benji. 1982's Manhattan Baby, and the little-known Atlantis Interceptors in 1983. And, of course, Fred Williamson as the Ogre, best known for being the Hammer, and one of the best actors to come out of the exploitation era of film, specifically 1972's Hammer, 1975's Boss, N-Word, and having no less than eight different movies currently in production. This movie is also known as 1990, I Guerrero del Bronx, Apparently the original title that I have just put. Impressions count. Right, I love a theme game. No shame about that. But I did wonder, based on the opening credits, whether this was potentially a wrestling movie. Oh yeah! And there were there were a lot of interesting outfits. We had Nazi cops. We had roller skating hockey guys with rainbow straps on their elbow pads, and dance class killers. All of which make up the wonderment that is the Bronx in 1990. Apparently, la quoi, sweetie? I don't know about you, but at what point is it okay for the government to just say fuck it? They're on their own, just closing it all off. 
survival of the fittest, let them just kill each other. It doesn't sound like good politics to me. Now, despite being a no-man's land, a random well-dressed woman can simply run into the Bronx without being stopped. That just says to me that, you know, no one gives a fuck. The police are lazy. And that woman had a death wish. Well, little column A, little column B. Anytime someone is called trash, you know that they're pretty much right. Now, um, trash in this movie is making it run through enemy territory, warrior style. And it's a good setup. I mean, it sounds really cool. Sounds being that pretty weird there. I believe in love at first sight, but telling a woman, I'm ready to die for you, now that's just a little too quick. I mean, I'm willing to, you know, drop my dax and have a quick one out in the shadows, but not I'm ready to die. Dead girls never say no. Apparently, one of the things I did get out of this was that apparently integrating yourself into a random street gang is incredibly easy. Annie, the well-dressed socialite, is part of the gang in one day. Not to walk my way. Tell your children not to hear my words. What they mean, what they say, mother. Mother, can you keep them in the dark for a while? Can you hide them from the wedding world? Tell me what you learned and keep it nice. One of the things I did learn is despite all the rubble and burnout buildings and everything else, the hellhole that apparently is the Bronx didn't look that bad. And everyone looked quite healthy. Even the scabby junkies and everybody else looked pretty good. Do you want to do some Wallman? It doesn't have to be some Wallman. Go away, Anna. Let's get high. Now, I haven't ridden a motorbike in quite a while, but um, I get the feeling that Trash learned to ride from the Downtown video by Macklemore. Downtown, 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 downtown. Now, as I mentioned earlier, no one should be called Trash. And if you really want confirmation of that, listen to the episode I did about the Illuminators 3000. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. 
there's a beautiful ceremony about one of the members of the gang that dies and they all come together at the docks and farewell their fallen comrade which is fantastic until you realize that they're throwing ash and that the guy at the end is now covered head well that was awkward one of the things that i really learned out of this was that i want switchblade motorbikes to be real i want a motorbike that has blades that just shoot out of it for no apparent reason i thought that was awesome and why weren't there more like bizarre weapons like that? You know, people with switchblades taped to them and twirling, I don't know, hammers and stuff. There should have been more of that, or at least some guns. Yeah, well, you, you got to pay more for that. I don't know much about graffiti, but I'm guessing that drawing graffiti on a vehicle upside down while it's moving has to be hard, and maybe a little points. Anytime there's a, a movie like this, there has to be fight sequences. And you know what? Fight sequences can be slow and a little balletic. I think is that a word? ballet-like, and that's okay. Except that the fact that the writers, and especially Trash, are really shit fighters. One of the other things I got out of this is that apparently riding a motorbike is easy. Anyone can do it, you just jump on and go. On the reverse, there seems to be a lot of training required to be a roller hockey zombie gang member. How would you like to try something a little different? The following is a public service announcement. Hi, I'm Paul from Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. In this world in which we live, there are so many stupid and inconsiderate people. Heck, you may even be one and not even realize it yet. You might ask yourself, how can I avoid becoming one of the flock of sheepishly moronic fucking imbeciles who just wander aimlessly through life without a fucking care in the world of who and what they may be impacting? <clears throat> Sorry for that. The truth is, I don't have the answer to that. Just try to be a better person and remember, you, you, and you, 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 yes, even you, should be fucking.
I'm sure you've got questions. Ask me anything. <laughs> of course, there were questions. There are always questions. And one of the ones that popped up to me is there are a lot of costumes in this movie, all of them decidedly special. But out of all of them, why is Trash wearing mom jeans? Introducing Mom Jeans, exclusively at JCPenney. Mom Jeans, Mom Jeans. They're just right up over his hips. And, and it's just not, and very tight. Not that I'm against tight pants. There are a lot of, like, what the fuck moments in this movie. And the first one is, what's up with the drummer by the docks? Just, I think he's like the trumpet guy from After the Fall of New York, maybe? Uh. Alright, so, but he's playing, not trumpet, but synth trumpet. Which, which is a different animal entirely. Yeah, if no one comes into the Bronx... Would someone dressed as a postman stand out rather than serve as camouflage? Surely if the government's given up, they're, they're not delivering. I didn't actually think about that. And what, speaking of, of mail, because obviously, you know, to deliver mail, you need to know somebody's name. But why did it take 40 minutes before we learned Anne's actual name? I mean, sure, obviously she was just a piece of fluff, according to Trash and everybody else. But yeah, and really, Anne. Everyone else has such great names. Hammer, Hot Dog, Ogre, Ice trash and yeah well i mean she kind of she made me wet my pants in my living room i was watching it and but you know we're not going to get into that that's that's personal i I mentioned that a little bit earlier but everyone's really like well dressed even like the people that are supposed to be like gang members and they're you know a bit sort of dirty they're very stylishly scuffed maybe that's one of the reasons that trash looks surprised all of the time surprise he's behind you and i'm not sure whether it was a direction or maybe that was just him, just really surprised that he was there. But his primary acting skills seem to be a, oh my god! Speaking of, oh my god, I'd be really interested to understand what the casting call was for people to join the gangs, because it was Rando City. I'm pretty sure they just went, do you want five bucks? Can you come over here and sit on my room? Is that right? Yeah, the hammer, or ogre, has like a fortress and everything else. How does he not know that the cops are coming? They've got a helicopter. Now, speaking of cops, I look felt a bit sorry for him because there's one dude that just gets flamed in the face consistently. That did raise the question of how many times can the same guy get flamed in the face?
Your time is almost up. So give me your final thoughts. Coming into final thoughts, kind of expected more guts and gore in this movie. It's very light on for blood. And that's not an altogether bad thing, but I kind of expected more. Um, anytime there's a gang or, you know, we're in the Bronx, I kind of expect. I try to laugh about it. I suppose I expected, you know, something like the Warriors. More switchblades, more, more guts, more cutting off. I don't know. It's more fun that way. And you know what? More sex. There should have been more sex, except for the weird couple that were having sex on the stairs. There really wasn't that much. You want to know how I got these scars? Now, as I mentioned earlier, you know, Ogre lives in a big luxury sort of encampment castle thing, but he has a giant hole in his roof, which doesn't seem practical. Stupid! You're so stupid! Now, speaking of things that weren't practical, when they were going through the sewers, there was a gang called the Scavengers who looked like sand people or sewer people. I don't know. I wanted to know more about them, though. They seemed like there's something interesting. And, you know, how do you join a gang like that? Do you just go, you know, I've been kicked out of every other gang? It's the sewers for me. A hustle here and a hustle there. New York City is the place where they said, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. I said, hey, Joe, take a walk on the wild side. On the point of choices, um, do you think heels and a giant cloak are practical for fighting? Just just a thought, I mean, you know, no one in this movie really thought about too much, but I just sort of wonder. Um, and one of the other things that I, I caught my attention was that Ogre has a sword cane that can chop heads off. That's impressive. Excuse me while I whip this out. On that note, I do think that they miss an opportunity to use a line in the final attack of Stop! Hammer time! Oh, you're so cool, Brewster! Speaking of Hammer, his laughter in the final attack scene, it was right up there with Skeletor. And with the local DBC news, Cool J with a triumphant comeback. More so But tonight... Don't call it a comeback!
this review the movie just suddenly stops you have been listening to which versus the doomsday clock a proud member of the legion podcast network you can find us on apple podcasts stitcher soundcloud tune in and on your android device come join the rest of the meat popsicles in our facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash which versus the doomsday clock the replicant known as which can be found on twitter facebook Tumblr and Instagram by searching for T-H-E-W-Y-C-H. Now, in the words of Lord Humongous, Just walk away, and there will be an end to the horror. Big thanks to my fellow podcasters for their support. Rock on, my brothers.